Hello and welcome to another recording of the L and Jerry Football Podcast with me, Jerry, and my faithful partner, L. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? How are you guys doing? Hope everything is well. And yeah, man, nice for you to call me your faithful partner. Likewise. likewise. Yeah. How 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 are you doing though, L? Like, como estas? Muy bien. Oi, well, muy bien, muy bien. Everything is good. <laughs> All Busy bueno, as la. usual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've, we've, we've been, been busy all, with work and stuff like that, but I guess football gives us that little bit of distraction, you know, from working life and everything. And the Premier League, as always, never fails to disappoint. And my God, so many talking points this weekend from um, good games mm. to crazy goals, a certain goat, a certain goat showing yep. his proving, proving his worth. He shall not be named L because I think everybody knows who <laughs> I'm talking about. I can yep, see yep, he yep. wears number seven and he's Portuguese. I think that's mm. the biggest enough hint for everybody. From decisions to, you know, um, lots of things going on politically and econo- um, geopolitically as well, you know, with the economy and everything and with whatever that's going yep. on with the yep. situation in Ukraine. I'm sure that uh, everybody in the world, I think, is unanim- unanimous with the, with the notion or the belief that i think war is really out of question in today's day and age definitely I definitely um i think right now the world i think the environment we're at war with the environment itself i think we've got so many things in this world to think about and i think war is the last thing that the world should be worrying about i think i think rebuilding and and reshaping our future should be the focus right now you know um and 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 without the, without and that should not include L. That's what I'm thinking. It should not include the destruction, more destruction. I mean, our world is already at tipping point, you know, at breaking point in terms of our climate change and everything like that. And I think war is not really going to help the situation right now. I think there's more important things to focus on as a collective. And I think we can't really speak for individuals here because we are from a place of privilege. And that's what Thomas Tuchel said. You know, it's hard to comment on these things because we are from a place place of privilege and we would not understand what they're going through right now but what we can say is that collectively we can do our part to to make sure mm-hmm. that we always stand for peace i think i think that's the most important thing right? yeah absolutely absolutely man i mean what's been going on in the world is is shocking if you think about it in 2022 and i i just i just i just know that football unites football unites through love peace and so on and i hope I hope for a better day where we don't have to ever mention the name war anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's already 2020. Like, I think the world has moved on, you know, a lot from mm. that. I think there's more things that we could be focusing on. But yes, to to I don't think we want to get into that too much. I think everybody sort yeah. of knows. Everybody sort of knows what, and it has their own opinions about it. But our thoughts and prayers and our, you know, sincere our heart goes out to all those who are in the situation right now and are and cannot avoid it. I think they should be the priority. Everything else, I think, can be put aside. Okay, so moving on, Al, to the games this weekend. I think there's one game everybody would like to get into, hear about, and I think it's that United and Spurs game, right? I think that was the mm. big game of the weekend. Not really a big game in terms of the championship and the league, but I think in terms of top yeah, yeah. four, I think that's a very, very top big Top four, game. massive yeah. game. Yeah, massive yep. game, massive game, and my God, El Ronaldo. I mean, he rolling back the years with some vintage. I mean, that first goal. Yeah, was that insane. first goal and was screamer, man. That was that was a good stuff. 
the, the, the first goal was, you know, you know, it, it, it brought me back to 2008. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that that split second. You know, you just you just Marty McFly yourself to 2008. But yeah, no, no, yeah, I mean totally yeah. Ronaldo, Ronaldo vintage performance definitely. Um, United, however, perhaps not so vintage on the whole. I thought. I mean, I I looked at I looked at the game and I thought both teams. You, you could see their deficiencies, I think, and the deficiencies showed mm. Spurs in their defense. To be honest, Al, I felt United had didn't have really a good game aside from the goals that they were scored, right? I think Spurs. Yeah, no, I agree. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I thought Spurs exposed that that uh, that right hand side right. quite a bit of United's and and you know one thing I realized about the game before we talked before we talk about Ronaldo, I if if you realize with this whole Ralph Rangnick tenure, this was this was one of those games where. There was no whatsoever pressing going on. There was also no Bruno, which, which whenever Bruno and Ronaldo plays, is usually a very, very uncoherent link-up. However, Ronaldo performed without that pressing. So, this is a conundrum for Man United at the moment because when Ralph Rangnick has tried to instill this sort of like German 4-2-2-2 pressing style, They've always come up short in the second half. They've always just ran out of gas, you know. But now they they they, they won, which is which is what Man United actually really need at this point. You see, because this is a manager's headache at the moment. Because at one point he wants to instill a tactic. He's an interim manager, by the way, which is which is another whole thing altogether. But the other is you, you racking up the three points. But yeah, I thought Spurs. We know we, we know when they pan the camera. For the whole field to be seen, both ends of the pitch, right? You could see that yeah. Spurs was very, 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 you know, scheduled with the three-four-three. You know, it was yeah. very structured. But United were not the case, mm-hmm. which, which, if you think about it, the result did not show the case because United scored three goals. See, but yeah. I think I think three goals were very much a Ronaldo performance. Mm-hmm. You know, more so than a Man United performance, which. Going into the long run, I don't know whether that's going to be a problem because we can get all high and, and giddy up and so on. But United were not that great, I thought. Spurs had their moments. I thought missed a few big chances, Sun and all that. But, you know, they too defensively, I thought were a bit poor. You know, Eric Dyer should be closing down Ronaldo for that first goal. But yeah, you could see. Like, I think you could see the deficiencies in these two teams. And I think Conte would, be, would have been really upset with the loss because maybe Spurs... A little bit hard done by, like, I thought. You know, they were they had their moments, and they certainly did have their moments. Of course, one Harry Maguire. I I don't know whether we're going to be mentioning his name in a Man United shirt next season or not. Because, <laughs> man, 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 I tell you, dude, if you know you're a United fan watching this game, I tell you, I I sincerely pray for all of their hearts and their well being and their uh, you know blood pressure, yeah. all their health, because it's not easy watching him, dude. I'm telling you, dude, it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like even, even, even me watching the game. I think he lacks a lot of conviction in that position. And yeah. we all know center half, right, has been such a legendary position for United over the years. You know, from right. Lindholm, McGrath, right down to Steve Bruce. You know, and um, uh, Yapstam. You know, with uh, yeah, with yeah, Man, Vidage, I mean, you you yeah. mention all those names, Al, and you think of. They've got the how to say they've got that personality, you know, to 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 yeah, withstand yeah. such pressure and to be in those positions, right? But maybe mm. we we don't really see that from Maguire right now, and I don't think the situation yeah. and all 
the, the situation yeah. around him right now, I don't think it's helping. Yeah. You know, I think the yeah. it's only going against his favor and making it worse. That being said, you have to have a strong personality, like what Kino has. You know, I mean, he mm. does not mm. have a lot of friends, uh, Roy Keane. I think he has more enemies yeah. than he has friends. But that's <laughs> yeah. for a reason. Yeah. You know, I think that's for a reason yeah. because, like, you need a personality like that. You can't sort of. Um, appeal to everybody you know you need to have mm. that sort of like if you look at um the other two captains in the team at the top of teams at the top of the league in terms of ruben diaz mm. kevin de Bruyne, jordan henderson and virgil van dyke so those are captains and co-captains right and yeah. they bring that personality they bring that authority to the team and everybody in yeah. the team respects those two players isn't it i don't yeah. think yeah the united dressing room respect Maguire. I, I, and i think eventually that will you know, it will start to work. I mean, it's already started to work against United's favor, and they sort of. No, I think they just don't trust him, man. I think yeah, they just don't think, trust him. You, you can see, you can see. Yeah, if you don't trust your captain, that's one of the first basic things. If you don't trust your captain on pitch, nothing's gonna work out for you, man. And I think it's exactly. definitely gonna be tough. But that being said, I think Ronaldo's third goal, definitely the winner, I think came against a run of play. And that just shows you in those mm. individual moments, he's that person to step up. But what Yeah, he's the guy, yeah. Yeah, and I do think Al and I have been saying this for the past few weeks. I don't think, and, and ever since Ronaldo came, I don't think we can rely on him as uh, to do that week in, week out. We, you can't rely mm. on a 37-year-old to do that week in, and week out. You can rely definitely, on Salah, yeah. you can rely on someone like Lukaku to do that week in, week out. Mm. But for him, as as much as his nutrition is the best and his 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 fitness is the best and everything like that, mm. I, I I do think that age will play a factor here, and he mm. cannot do this week in week out. And United have to fix the problems because I think Pogba had an all right game. It was very inconsistent yeah. performance. I saw a lot of misplaced passes, a lot of misplaced having passes, lost exactly. the ball as, especially, but equally mm. many you know really good passes and many good diagonals mm. and everything. Mm. But I, I did feel that Fred was the best midfielder on the day. Even Scott McDominay did, didn't did. look like he was up for it. I mean, that even that mm. flick for the first goal, right? For Ronaldo's first goal. Yeah. I mean, it just shows that, I mean, Fred, he has some performances, but still, I think he needs that. I think the midfield needs to work as a unit for United to control games better. Because when the mm. pressing stops and the energy goes down, it seems like there's no midfield there to sort of slow the Correct. game down. Correct. And, Teams and bypass too easily too yeah. easily right and once they bypass the midfield there's not much of a defense there to be able to hold uh, exactly to be honest, uh, exactly you know and, and exactly yeah that's when all the problems start so i think from the start of the season we were saying that united need at least two really good midfielders to hold that mm. and and to keep the game ticking especially when like the like you see for that real Madrid game against psg right oh i mean mm. there were times where they were backs against the wall right real madrid yeah yeah, but they Modric, got sucked in. Yeah, and and Modric really played a big part, you know, in all the goals yeah, and in, yeah. in even preventing PSG from scoring on that day. You know, right, right, I mean, right. Not many people uh, think about the fact that PSG only scored one goal, and that was fact due to the to, to the to the centre backs and to that midfield having mm. a lot of control as well. And in the mm. top level, I think that's what eventually wins you and loses you games. So, I mean, great. Goals by I think great individual performance by Ronaldo on the day, but still yeah. a lot of work for the team. A lot of questions I, asked for Man United. Yeah, and I guess Tom Brady is a Ronaldo fan, not really a Hurricane fan, eh? 
<laughs> yeah, man. I mean, Ronaldo I mean, is he... out. I mean, he got Tom Brady out of retirement, man. I mean, Tom Brady announced that, that, that... his unretirement from America. Exactly. Pick that one out. Huh? So, that's that's yeah. actually four goals that he actually scored over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, I, I guess, yeah, moving on to the rest of the games during the week, I think definitely that was the highlight of... Um, I guess we'll speak a little bit about Chelsea, Al, because... Um, Mm. I think the, the the game itself, there was a lot of uh, talking points there. But what do you think about that situation now that I think the latest news is that the EU has given mm. um, the green light for the UK to freeze all of Abramovich's assets, which would mean it would right. be hard to get approval to for basic things like wages, um, Correct. transportation. Correct. You know, and uh, all those things. Even even their club shop, I think, has been um, terminated for a while. It has been, right? yeah. Because it is an asset to him, and and freezing the assets basically mean no no export or import import can come in, Basically, no 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 mm. transactions mm. going in or transactions going out, isn't it? So yeah, I mean, it definitely puts them in a in a in a precarious situation. But what do you think, Al, about the reaction from the players and from the manager, Thomas Tuchel, itself? I think, I think with the managers that are getting the questions these days about their, their employment in such clubs, right? I mean, another, another place where this is happening a lot is Eddie Howe in Newcastle. And mm. people just asking all human rights-related issues, which is, which, which on one hand, I find it, difficult that a manager has to answer these sort of questions because right. it really is not something which is which they're going to have to be able to come in to answer I mean think about it it's very difficult you know Thomas Tuchel and Eddie Howe are supposed to be answering football related questions but I think this is also an eye-opener you know Jerry I think clubs like City clubs like um, Newcastle and Chelsea obviously Chelsea very recently you know but clubs who who, whose financial backing comes from very questionable assets and avenues. You, you, you'd, have to, you'd have to know all these things and you'd have to step up to the plate. I think, I think this is going to set a precedent for all managers to know thoroughly who they're playing for, which, is, which mm. maybe is going to be something which we see very, very you know, poignantly for the coming years to come. Which, I, I, again, I do feel for Thomas Tuchel. I do feel feel for those understaffed people at Chelsea who might be losing their jobs and so on and so forth. But maybe this was a long time coming. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I honestly, Jerry, if you ask me my personal opinion and we're going to talk about the game in a minute, I really don't know how to feel about this because we've been watching football for a very long time. And mm-hmm. when he came in 2003 and, and he blew everyone away in 2004 and five, at that time, the manner of how he 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 spent was really unheard of. So yeah. on one end, people are saying that you're changing the game for for the worse to a certain degree because you know fair play and all that all out of the window. Arsene Wenger mm-hmm. has been crying for those things for years, even even yeah. even in this whole new era of money. So maybe it was a long time coming. Maybe this was a long time coming, and maybe this is the dues that has to be paid because of all that's happening happening at Chelsea and so on. But, you know, make no mistake, it's his financial backing that has led to this, you know, Premier League titles and Champions Leagues and so on and so forth. You know, Chelsea were a 
you know, they weren't they weren't a relegation team, but they were never the Chelsea that we are talking about today, right? But I mean, I I think this is going to set precedent for the new managers to to know basically who their employers are, where this financial backing is coming from, and if it's coming from questionable places, then well, this is something that they have to deal with, lah. I mean, this is something they've got to answer to, lah. Unfortunately, of course. Right, right. Yeah, I understand. I understand what you're saying there because, yeah. like, basically, what Jamie Carragher said. I'm just going to read what he said. Chelsea have been doing it for 20 years. We can throw mm. our money mm. about, and we can get who we want. Basically, uh, mm. we'll go and get Peter Kenyon, Man United C- CEO. We'll go to Liverpool and destabilize yep. that club for two summers, trying to sign Steven Gerrard. Mm. We'll get Ashley Cole, mm. invincible, mm. won everything at Arsenal. We'll get caught tapping up. Doesn't matter. We'll pay the fine. They win the youth mm. cup every year, or they get in the final not because they've got the best coaches or the best academy, but they've gone and mm. taken the best players from every club within the country. Exactly. And mm. relocate the family and give the dad a scouting job. So Chelsea Football mm. Club have taken advantage of every other club in the last twenty years because of mm. Roman Abramovich and his and his um investment in the club, you know. And I think mm. his ruthless nature of just changing managers whenever he wants, you know. I think mm. he has made a lot of decisions in the club mm. that are not just financial related but are football related as well, right? Mm. Mm. So maybe that's why there is a justification for the FA or anybody who's deciding on this matter to 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 mm. uh, put some sanctions on him for once, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, he has played a very big role in the club. You can't say he's like an, you know, independent regulator or he, yeah, you can't say yeah. he's someone who's um. You know, uh, not involved in, in in club matters and football matters because he has been involved in all. That being said, I don't think he's had a lot of controversy. Like, uh, let's be fair. I think he's yeah, yeah. We have to all be of fair. that very right, silent. Right, yeah. I don't think yeah, he's yeah. had the controversy that even the Saudi Arabian owners do have. Mm. I mean, even mm. Amnesty International now have uh, are putting pressure on Eddie Howe to to, right. to comment on the. Saudi Arabia, the beheadings and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and no, yeah. I think not specific situation, but just to comment on their ownership and what this would mean for the yeah. Premier League. Right? Yeah. But like I said, all these are political matters, and we can only give. I I to a certain extent agree with what Jamie Carragher said, but I do mm. feel that maybe Chelsea can use this as a chance to rebuild, you know, and mm. to mm. and to rethink a lot of their processes at the club. I think definitely mm. give them a chance to maybe build um, from within rather than always look for um, just signing outside. Yeah, yeah, outside, mm. outside investment. But that being said, Al, do you think Havertz should have been sent off? And do you think he shouldn't have been on the pitch to even score that goal? Actually, actually, you know what? I I I looked at it and I'm thinking, it's a strong chance of of an argument for him to actually be sent off. Yeah, you know. Um, this is the thing, like This is this is again. I, I you know, I, I tell you, like, You know, for all our listeners out there, I don't want to mention anymore. It's like the same thing I'm talking a week in, week out with this VAR yeah. conundrum. You know, because <laughs> I, I mean, it's. I, I think his one maybe you could say that it's a debate for where it could not also be a sent off. But I'm just saying, in my opinion, it was. It was. A, I thought it could have been a sent off, and this is where again, you know, you had Lampard a few weeks ago and. With the whole handball situation, and I mean, Eddie Howe didn't actively comment on it, I think. But mm. this is where the game could have been a difference, you know. Mm. Maybe Newcastle could have nicked something with with Chelsea being ten men, you know. 
maybe it could have been a nil-nil because he got the goal in the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it, I think referees just got to be constant. But fair play to Havertz, lah, Jerry. I think he that touch that he took for the goal, I thought that was fantastic. So yeah, it was a fantastic wise, goal, man. It was a fantastic goal. Yeah, it, it was it was a really good goal and. I guess the striker woes continue a little bit, and again without with the with, with without risk, James. I think Chelsea just look very very different. Lah. I think it's a whole different dynamic. Lah. They, I mean, they got the goal, they got the three points, but I really really think that Reese James has to play for them. Lah. You know, I think with Reese James, they are much better. You know, I thought without him on the day, I, I didn't think they were as coherent. Lukaku came yeah. on obviously, but again, no real service. But Harvard's goal was, wow, touch of class. Lah. Really touch of class. So, fair play to him. He made the most of being on the pitch. But he's a mm. lucky boy, in my opinion, that is, yeah. of course. I think Newcastle managed to hold Chelsea um, mm. and restrict their chances very well. I think Eddie Howe, like he said, was disappointed to lose that winning streak that they were on or that unbeaten streak yeah. that they were on. And I definitely felt that because I felt, you know, um, Almiron, Gomares had a few chances. I think the save from mm. Almiron was a really good save by Mendy just yeah. in the half time, you know. Mm. And um, I think Chelsea did the same actually to hold Newcastle back. So it was a very, very um, neutral game where both teams were shutting each other out. But eventually it was um, Harvard's class, a really classy goal that... that yeah, really classic yeah. on the day. But I definitely think Newcastle can feel hard done by and Newcastle can take a lot mm. of positives out of that performance because it seems like Dan Burns was holding Harvard right until the end, right until that yeah. goal, you know, where he he missed. He didn't go with Harvard. Yeah, Harvard's yeah. Actually you could see he was so disappointed when that goal yeah, went. Yeah, you, you could see he was see. disappointed with that goal, man. Yeah. And it was... Um, but I, I do think Newcastle have enough to stay up. I'm very worried for Everton now, dude. Because it looks yeah, like no, it all the look fixtures good, up. It doesn't look good for Everton. And they could yeah. be... Um, I mean, yeah, Everton, I don't think they've ever been relegated before. So, I think this would be their first ever relegation. If I'm not mistaken, I'll definitely check. Oh, have they not? I don't think Everton have Everton ever been relegated. Wow. That was, <laughs> Everton <laughs> are one of the six... So, that was a uh, regularly Google question this year. Have Everton ever yeah. been wow. relegated? So Everton are one of the six ever present teams to have never been relegated from the Premier League. But mm, could this be that year? Wow. Interesting. Interesting. So um yeah, I think a lot of positives for Newcastle. So moving on, I I, I guess we could speak about Liverpool game as well. So mm, well, mm. I mean business as usual, man. Business as usual and just clinical. I think it was very brave for Luis Diaz to go for that ball. Could would yeah, yeah, it was, that it was. have been a sending off? Then you know, um, I guess it was I very quick, say... and I feel I, I feel it was too late for Sanchez to pull out. That's what I would say. Yeah. But it was definitely yeah. high. That's what I felt. You know, it was quite high. Yes, yes. I I would say yes for precedent. No, because there's nothing else the keeper could have done. So right. so we, we would we would have seen it being a red card in the weeks before this. Mm-hmm. You know, I I would have I I thought when it happened, definite red, but the referee didn't give it. But I also think that literally there's there's nowhere else for the keeper to go in, in such speed. So it could it, if if it's a card, maybe maybe a yellow. But 
that's the thing. The rules of the game today would say that would suggest that that's a definite red. You see, and and the fact that he did not give it was again, again questionable. You see, so that that's right. it's again another refereeing decision which is very questionable. So based on the last weeks, whenever a foot is raised up high in the penalty box, you know, it, you you could say it's a definite red, right? right? So, but it wasn't. It was a penalty, but you know, Salah tucked it home. Liverpool business as usual. I thought they were they were very very you know, pragmatic at times. I thought the defense was good. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and, and Liverpool business you, as usual, fullback. Did you see uh, Klopp shouting his head off at Salah for not passing the ball in that chance I, before I did. the first half? <laughs> I did. I did. He, he has yeah. a tendency, you know, you, you remember you remember Money when he got off once, um, this was yeah. a couple of seasons yeah. back, I can't remember when he was yeah. pissed off. He was saying, well, why can't he pass the ball? So Salah has that neck about him. <laughs> yeah. You know, and apparently... <laughs> Apparently, he also has a knack of not signing contracts as well. So that's uh, that's another thing altogether. <laughs> <laughs> or, or asking for four hundred thousand dollars, Yeah, asking for four hundred G's, man. <laughs> yeah, four hundred G's. I mean, even Wenger is like giving him the money. Even Alfonso Davis from Bayern's like giving him his money. I think everybody wants Salah to get his money, you know. Um, yeah, except yeah. for yeah, John he deserves, w. It. He deserves it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He deserves yeah. it. But I think yeah, Liverpool sure. might have to think of the economical aspect, lah, dude. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think, I don't think I'm going to say this. I think uh, I definitely can't speak for all Liverpool fans out there. But what I'm going to say is I do think that if the situation comes where they cannot reach a decision amicably, I think Salah would have to go. And I don't think it's the end of the world, really. Mm-hmm. I think you'll definitely be letting go of one of Liverpool's best ever players to, to have played for the club, right? Mm-hmm. But I do think... Um, the club is bigger than the player, and I think I say that for of course, a lot definitely. of the clubs out there. And I think every fan would say that for every club, and that should always, no matter how good a player is, or no matter how bad it may be, a decision to let go. I think all fans must remember that the clubs are always bigger than the players. And if you were mm. to remember, Al, I think when Coutinho left, a lot of people said that Liverpool wouldn't be able to compete at that high level anymore, right? Yeah, and they reached yeah, a, a level difference. higher than they were after exactly. I mean, when yeah. they were with Coutinho. I think. Um, let's see with other other other. Can you think of any other examples where the club have had to? Like, I mean, Arsenal obviously that's the obvious example, isn't it? You mm, know, and um, yeah, yeah. I I think, I, I, I even, think even 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 United having to let go of Ronaldo. Yeah, I mean they yeah, did have correct. Wayne Rooney there. You know, yeah. they did have. A lot of players there, and I do think Liverpool do have. I I do think players like Diaz and Jota, right, are the future. Yeah. You know, I yeah, think no, they are the future. Absolutely, yeah. players like Harvey Elliott as well. You know, I think the focus should be on building them instead of always having to mm. focus on mm. oh, is Salah gonna stay? Is Salah gonna leave? You know, I think yeah. it just makes it a bit more complicating, and it's just unwanted pressure like, on a club, isn't it? Mm. You- no, you look at you look at Diaz performing uh, on Saturday, and I thought he had a really good game. He was man of the match. I think he had a better so, game so, than Salah, actually. Exactly, exactly. And and Salah, you know, missed missed the golden opportunity. And of course, let's not take anything. He's top scorer, fantastic player. But I think this is again my problem with the modern game having this this agents running their mouth. You know, I don't know whether you heard about this or not, but his agent um, apparently. Uh, wrote on Twitter and and gave a laughing emoji when Klopp basically had that press conference that said 
now the ball is in most court and he's got to you know decide etc etc and and mm-hmm. again similar thing with Pogba we hear it all the time and now I think with Salah I think he deserves the money of course but again Liverpool is being run a, in a, in a very different way as compared to your City or, or United who just abuse the wage bill like nobody's business you know <laughs> yeah. and I think I think I think Liverpool's run a bit differently so that's the thing and 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 again this is the other thing you know Jerry you know. Where's he going to go? You see, because Real Madrid are going to get Mbappe, right? Barca yeah. have this whole financial problem. PSG might be the only one, but does he really yeah. want to go to Liga? I mean, I mean, he's I, already seen what's happened with Ronaldo, man. It's not good, yes. you know. And he's not look. What, he doesn't look good. I mean, exactly. if PSG fans are crying, can boo Messi, right? They they can they can boo anybody. And yeah, they can boo anybody. If you can boo like the greatest player of our generation, right? <laughs> I think, I think even with PSG, I think I do think Salah can 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 have a good career at PSG. I think he mm, still mm. has a good few years in him. It's not like um, mm. and you see Salah has gone all over the world, right? So I do yeah. think he adapt very quickly to PSG, and I do think he can definitely build a good relationship with the Qatari owners. He might be able to. Yeah. You know? Um. Obviously, yeah, it's yeah. all ifs, buts, and maybe's. But he's got to realize that. PSG is not a club where he can go and become like a cult hero in in an instant. Yeah. Unless he puts in those shifts up, he would it would be mm. similar to playing for Liverpool or worse because mm. you know PSG fans they I think to a certain extent they become very privileged already, and they can yeah they yeah. at a position where they can expect anything they want basically right mm. Mm. you know they can buy whoever they want they can expect anything they want so I mm. do think that. Salah would not find the love that he has right now at Liverpool. I think just almost definitely, happened, yeah. I think the way it happened, the 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 way everything worked out from him since the day he signed for Liverpool, all the cups he's won, and sort of that city's loyalty towards Salah, I think, is very very big. You know, Liverpool's loyalty towards mm. Salah, I think, is very very big, and I think you saw what it what it did to Coutinho. You know, not getting that same mm. loyalty. I think it. Broke him down completely to the point where he's had to rebuild his career with a Liverpool, mm. a fellow Liverpool ex-player. You know, I mean, mm, spot on. That, yeah. that, that even says a lot. So I guess we will see how the situation develops over the years. But I think mm. Liverpool fans will be really looking to the Arsenal game um, day after tomorrow. To mm. I think if they win the Arsenal game, pressure is on City. Oh yeah, City drew. City, City drew at yeah, Palace. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, City yeah. City with Palace and I don't think we're really going to get into that game I think yeah, I think it's pretty obvious right Al that um, they just didn't take their chances obviously you can say yeah, the obvious yeah. thing of they've got no striker every time City draw don't score a goal oh they got no striker yes, every time they say. win correct, and correct. score every time they win and yeah. score it's like oh the team is fine that's how they play that's how Guardiola plays exactly, I just exactly, think that yeah. City had good and they had chances to win the game Al they had chances yeah. and they had the better chances to win the game, but they just didn't take those chances, unfortunately. And um, I think that it's not ne- necessarily true that having a striker on your pitch means more goals. But I mm. think stati- mm. uh, statistically speaking, I think you could say that having a striker on your pitch gets you goals. It definitely helps. <laughs> That's the striker's job. It definitely it. helps. Yeah. Yeah, but but maybe not for I think City are, are okay. Maybe it's a blip. We'll have to see how yeah. they perform over the weekend. Yeah. But yeah, I mean... But I don't think their romance with Harry Kane has ended. I think it's... Uh, 
I think it's a notebook story. I think they're just waiting, you know. <laughs> To, 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 for Hurricane to run back into their arms next season. Yeah, I know, I know. I think that's going to happen as well. <laughs> I think that might happen. Honestly, yeah. I think that might happen. Yeah, I think I think it's destined to happen, isn't it? So, um, moving on from the two top teams, I think we will leave it for when the race gets really interesting. And I think um, we mm. will do a, another video speaking a little bit more in-depth about the top two teams uh, after this weekend's batch of games, after the midweek games. And since next week is an international break, I think we can take our time you know, to, 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 to give you the best we can. Now we are a bit short for time, so I'm just going to make a quick run through, through the other games. Al, I think Arsenal, another solid performance, really. And... Um, if you saw that second half, Al, you, you would have seen how Partey and Odegaard were just... It was a joke, mm. man. I mean, some of the Walt, moves Walt they were Zing. doing... They were just waltzing, man. Yeah, exactly. Some of the waltzing. moves they were doing, it's like, wow. I mean, they were taking the piss, Al. Really, they were taking the piss, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> towards the yeah. end. You know, and I think they were doing it because they didn't want um, Leicester to get a foothold in the game. Mm. You see, with teams mm. like Leicester you can't go um, chance by chance, chance by chance, chance by chance because that just gives them an opportunity to score, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, momentum. Uh, like they're a momentum attack. team. Yeah, yeah. I think you need to hold the game, you know, especially after you get an early lead. I think Partey getting that goal was very unexpected. But I think that goal gave him a lot of confidence because after that, he was unbeatable in that midfield and I felt mm. that eventually made a difference. Mm. I just like I just like to say this about Arsenal really quick. Yeah, you know, sure. I think when I when I when I seen when I saw the game on Sunday night Arsenal Leicester, and and the way they were playing, and I know we've been singing their praises for weeks now, and and rightly so of course, but they are very reminiscent to the Liverpool team after the year Coutinho left. You know that 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 year. Yeah. Or, or, or was it? Or was it the year continuing? I I can't remember, but they, they, you could see Liverpool building. Yeah. You could yeah. see that they are maybe one two players shy away from a real yeah. title push. And it I was really funny, Eric, actually, Just to add on to your point there, I think it's a good point yeah. you made there. Liverpool sold Coutinho in January, right? January of twenty eighteen, yep. if I'm not mistaken. So yep. they yep. bought Van Dijk uh, in that same yep. window. They bought Van Dijk yep. in that same window and went on to the Champions League final. There you go. And, exactly. Yeah, they did it with. So they so continue in the same season that they ended up mm. Champions League finalists. Obviously, they didn't win, but I think if they had mm. won, I think it would have been a big statement. And I feel like Arsenal Correct. are sort of making that statements now, right? Very Correct. slowly. Correct. Correct. But Correct. I think it's all going. This whole season, good performances or not, is all going to hinge on whether Arteta can get Champions League. Because I don't mm. think the Arsenal fans are going to feel hard done by even if they miss out on Champions League and they get Europa League. I think obviously they'd, they'd be disappointed, but there's some progress mm. there. But I think yeah, Arteta yeah. has the... He should use this opportunity to really push for that top four. Huh? You know, because yeah, no, I think United have a little... I think they have a lot more rebuilding to do than Arsenal have to do right now. Of course, yeah. yeah. Arsenal at the moment, much better than United in, in terms of a team structure. Yeah. I really yeah. do see... And you, you do know, see well, a pattern well done, of play Arsenal. there. You see a pattern of play yeah, we, there. Yeah, exactly, there? exactly. Yeah. And I'm going yeah. to be very interested for the Liverpool game. Like. I mean, the, the yeah. last time when Arsenal played those big teams, we, we could see, uh, you know, they're missing this, missing that, yeah. but... Now they this are. This time they got team. home advantage, L. They've this got the home advantage. And it's, exactly. it's, you see, 
a positive Emirates Stadium makes a big difference from a negative Emirates exactly. Stadium. Exactly. And that's what the yep. last few performances have given to Arsenal, like a positive mm. vibe around the area. I mean, even mm. Bella Hadid and, and, and Ranveer Singh, I think Ran- Ranveer Singh. Oh yeah, I saw Ranveer Singh's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, yep, yep. Any Arsenal fan who wants to know what a model Arsenal fan looks like should go and watch that yep. guy's interview with AFTV. I think and, it's just positivity, man. That's all you need. And and, I mean, and, even in the and, and you know what, dude? And, and, and you know what, dude? I, I yeah. sorry to cut you off. I just had to just yeah, no problem. put this in. Um, the top comment of that video, because I watched that video. You know what was the top comment? Did you see the top comment? The top uh, comment no. was, "Dude speaks better English than Harry Kane." You know, so <laughs> <laughs> with the thick Indian uh, accent and all that. Yeah, yeah. Harry Kane's not gonna escape from that one, is he? Right. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was born with a shorter tongue and the English media won't let him forget about his short tongue. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh man. So, um, aside from the Arsenal game, I think, like I said, a positive environment is what they need right now after so many mm, months of mm. negativity, right? And question marks. Um, okay, well, another honourable mention, I guess, could go to Leeds United who got their first win under Jesse March. First win, yeah. Yeah, I think it was a really good match. I think two goals in that last five minutes really changed that game. And, and, and added. even Brentford with a win on the, on, on the day playing against Burnley. Mm. What was it? A 1-0 win against Everton. Not looking good for Everton this season, unfortunately. Not looking good at all. Yep. And I think, I think moment of the weekend, just before we end, I think we'll end in a minute or two. I think moment of the weekend goes out to Andrea Malenko and him getting that goal for West Ham, isn't it? Oh, yeah. As much as Aston Villa have been flying, I think West Ham really showed that. I think Moyes also was trying to show Gerard, like, hey, man, I mean, I've been doing this a lot longer than you. You're not going to yeah. just come here and get yeah. a result, <laughs> you know, just, just on a <laughs> yeah, technicality. Yeah. I think we're going to, and West Ham did make it hard for Aston Villa. And to mm. be fair, they were the better mm. team on the day. I think they had the better chances. Aston Villa looked like they did. Um, Ings and Watkins had a very quiet game. I think they yeah. found it hard to break down West Ham. And West Ham are not an easy team to beat. I think Declan mm. Rice even had a, had a, was the best midfielder on the pitch and um, made a lot of contributions from midfield. But it was, I think it was really beautiful to see Yamalenko get that goal. And, you know, the emotion that he felt, you know. It was just, I think, if anything, it was it just encourage you know all the ukrainians or anybody of ukrainian descent who are going yeah. to you know, it was a passion uh, yeah a really passionate yeah. goal and i think he deserves to have moment of the week oh, definitely mm, definitely definitely yeah. yeah so that's all from us this week we will catch you uh right after i mean right after next week's games and when the international break starts so take care and see you soon ciao guys cheers bye cheers all right, that's done. That's right. Okay. So we'll start with three, two, Hello and welcome to another recording of the Alan Jerry Football Podcast with me and my side. My trusty sideman, Alex. <laughs> What's up, man? Um, How are you guys doing? How's everything? Hope everybody's well. Hope everybody's kicking in and alive. The Premier League yeah. is is really heating up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. This weekend, is, especially, it's is, gonna be it's gonna be boiling the, point this weekend. Yeah, I think it will be a big uh, decision 
in terms of the title, right? This weekend. Mm. 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 Yeah, I I saw Etihad, this title. Right? I think. Huh? Sorry. It's going to be on the Etihad in the Etihad, right? Yeah, yeah. It's in the Etihad. So the first game was at okay. Anfield, and that was a two-two draw, mm. wasn't it? That was yep. also quite yep. a close game. I think. I think that was a good game. Yeah. Yeah, I think Liverpool were the ones. I think who felt uh, they could have, you know, um, mm. come out with something. I think from that game. I think after the Salah goal and everything like that, but yeah, I think it'd be an interesting game, like Al said. But I think the stat of the week definitely goes to Christian Eriksen, because oh yeah, I saw so happy for first fan saying that the last time that um. They had won at Stamford Bridge was when Eriksen scored, basically, right? Mm. So mm. since then he's gone to Italy. He's 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 won a league title. He's died. Mm. He's come back to life. <laughs> <laughs> he's come to Brentford, and then he scored at the Bridge. So yeah, it's not really a good. It's not really a good start for Spurs fans, lah. Because like I think that was the last <laughs> time they had won at Stamford Bridge, and that was with Eriksen. So, yep. damn, that just shows you lah. I I'm sorry to take a shot at Spurs there, but you know <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> no, no, but but real talk lah. Really happy for him lah. Really yeah. happy for him. I mean, yeah, yeah. Given the circumstances, I think felt fantastic for him. Yeah, and 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 it wasn't like you know it was just a goal. You know, I think he had quite an involvement in the game. Oh, damn good game! You're right. You're right. Well, yeah. You know. Yeah. And um, yeah. all around, like I think. Just nice to see him um, back in the Premier League, back scoring, mm. and, you know, back in those big games as well. I think Chelsea was a big game, right? <clears throat> and I think the first goal that was scored by Rudiger, I think really lifted yeah. up the place. What a screamer. Exactly. Yeah. And then what happened after that, you know, I think defensively they might have just fallen off a little bit, maybe. They were not ready because the first goal from Brentford came at the 50th minute, right? So they held mm. on until the fiftieth minute, and then um, Yanelt scored basically. Yeah, no. yeah. And then Ericsson yeah. with a second goal, and then a third goal, just um, six minutes later. So basically, mm. in a space of ten minutes, there were three goals. What, what do you mm. say? What, what do you say about that? No, I I I thought Tuchel's post-match comments were very telling because he said he said that. This is just a minor blip. He says that they've been fantastic all year, and and all of a sudden for the Chelsea Brentford game, they just forgot to defend all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, I think on the defensive part there, Tuchel is right. It was so surprising to see Chelsea like that because they're usually very solid. Rudiger right. is usually very right. solid. You know, of course, Thiago Silva. We don't have to say lah. You know, he's he's always top marks. But yeah. I thought the goals are that was scored. Let's not take anything away uh, from Brentford because I thought they played right. really well. They were able to to pick the pockets of Chelsea. They were able to press them high. They were able to push men forward. I thought players like even uh, Ivan Tony, Brian Bemo, they all had a good game. Yeah. But this this is the worrying thing I have because the Chelsea striker problem. I think we've all mentioned it, you know, long and high during this whole season, both you and I. And you know we we have to see a goal from a from a defender scoring a screamer damn good goal but still, Havertz had a few chances he missed Lukaku was very much very non-existent in the game Timo Werner as well Hakim Ziyech here and there so now if the defense is going to drop off or if teams are going to be you know able to exploit Chelsea the way Brentford did 
it might be worrying to a certain degree but i guess i guess at this point we could say it's a blip but you know what i i i look at chelsea and i'm thinking 4-1 loss at home that's that maybe is a raising of an eyebrow i don't think it's a it's a it's a worrying point at all yet but you know i think chelsea have to sort themselves out a little bit because they've got champions league game coming as well i think this week i think yeah. isn't it so yeah. the you know worrying signs lah and and you know christian eriksen you mentioned he had a fantastic game not just the goal obviously everybody's talking about the goal and you know given the circumstances of what happened during the euros but i thought he he was able to really really boss that midfield that mm-hmm. was against kante loftus cheek and so on and mason mount quite yeah. Yeah, and Mason Mount as well, and quite, quite, uh, quite tellingly. So, he, he, you know, I think Christian Eriksen still has that Midas touch to him, lah. I mean, I think this is still a classy player, you know. And yeah, well done, Brentford, lah, of the day. Well done, Brentford. Yeah, because I think a lot of people wouldn't have expected Brentford because they've not been on a good run of form themselves. Yeah, they've not been, they've not been on form, correct? Yeah. Yeah, and this was their ninth win of the season, basically. So mm-hmm. ninth win of the season would have been quite important for them. And also, I think to add on to Al's point, there, I don't think it's like alarm bells for Chelsea just yet because it's yeah. their fourth loss of the season, you know. So mm-hmm. I guess they, they would they were lost somewhere there. But I think the ma- the manner in which they conceded three goals in ten minutes, I think that would be mm-hmm. what Tuchel said was they just basically stopped defending, right? And mm-hmm. um. Mm-hmm. I think Chelsea have been very reliant on their defense for the season, and I think their defense have been the outperformers because they've struggled yeah. to get goals in certain games. You know, goals have come from different players at different times in, you know, different yeah. parts of the season. So I think their defensive um, unit and their discipline has to stay on. You know, and mm. I think Brentford just, I think they they probably underestimated Brentford on that day. It just shows. Yeah. Know, Like how one person can 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 change the game, and Eriksen definitely did change the game, and and and, and both of us here at Alan Jerry, I think we're happy to see him come back, you know, because there were a lot of question marks in whether he'd be able to, you know, play again, let alone play at the highest level. I would say, you know, I think having a game against Chelsea in the Premier League in the Premier League is almost at the highest level already, you know. I think mm. the fact that they're just behind Liverpool and City, and um, yeah, I think great game and. I guess one London team went back happy that day, you know. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean that that was that was it basically in terms of that game. I think there was not much to say there. Definitely missing Chilwell and James. I think those two players. I think once they come back, yeah, definitely big form, miss. Yeah, I think mm. once they come back and get a good run of form, things will be better. But funny to see how that you know a team scoring four goals against Mendy. I think. Even Mendy, yeah, 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 yeah. I, think, I don't exactly. think even Mendy expected that. <laughs> exactly, I think yeah, I think yeah. one of those goals was a was a chip against him or something like that. Yeah, I think yeah, Yanel yeah. scored some, scored a scored a bit of a flashy goal against yeah. Edward Mendy, which we don't usually see, lah. Exactly, exactly. So moving on to um, some of the other games during the weekend, I guess. You want to talk about the? You want to. Yeah, do you want to talk about uh, United fans? Uh, you know, <laughs> ongoing, ongoing uh, cardiac issues. Man, United fans. Um, you know, I in the event you guys need to call up helplines and hotlines, and you know, just vent your frustrations. Maybe after this show, we'll put down the 
the numbers around Semenanjung Malaysia where you all can call lah, you know, yeah. those who can Be offer some ah, some help in form of you know. <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, I, I, I did not. I did not manage to catch the game. I I just catch bits of that game, you know. Um, mm, but mm. one of the things that I could um point out there was just that there were some chances not taken, and I think that eventually yeah. sort of decided the game. Obviously, Ronaldo did not play on that day, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So it was Bruno Fernandez leading the line, right? With Pogba, yeah. Sancho, and Ilanga behind him. How how did you find that matchup? Were there chances that could have been taken, or do you felt the game was slow? Because the first half, it seemed like the game was quite slow in that first half. There weren't many chances, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. No, like if I, if I'm being very honest with you, I think at at the time where this game was being played, United Leicester, I think it's two very very you know low on form low quality sides going at each other i thought maybe leicester were a little bit more structured in terms of midfield mm-hmm. um jamie vardy obviously was a big miss for them i think i think if yep. vardy had played maybe leicester would have came back with three points against united but you know i think i think leicester you know i don't want to say they're on holiday already but they're sort of safe and they're not really getting into top four or into those european places but man united i think to a certain extent they still have something to play which is so surprising the way they did because i thought they were they were really poor la jerry i thought you know over the course of the two halves maybe harry maguire had a good game um you know he he didn't have a very good uh, reception during the england game so him coming back stronger obviously any footballer coming back stronger i think is fantastic but as a whole man united i think just really really poor you know no real balance or structure to the team everybody just marauding forward without any real you know quality towards an end product they played with a false nine bruno fernandes had that false nine role but he was here there and everywhere so i i i didn't know what he was playing honestly i some, sometimes he was a six then he was an eight then he was up top with pogba so for man united i i i i just really don't know what to say man i mean i think i think it has come to the point where maybe this is a group of players who are you know it's their ceiling lah you know this is the ceiling that they have reached a lot of them they've they either all under form or they're all or, or they've all just hit their ceilings you know players like fred mctominay the, the thing is i can see them giving their all lah jerry you know mm-hmm. i think i think this is the thing that sometimes you know people fandom gets very mixed up with and and they start slurring out words on social media and everything i think this united players some extent they are giving it their all but their all is not enough because yeah, the quality of not, the premier league is so high maybe not enough tactics and not enough uh, yeah you know yeah not enough um, technicality in the game yeah because exactly like the team is just sort of um, playing a very basic game plan yes not yes. having any detailed structure maybe because Correct. i think with with with, with, with uh, liverpool and man city they mm. have been playing that way and they it, they found a way that's so effective that they can play that way pretty Correct. much against Correct. any team isn't it right correct even pep also said in his press conference before the game that they're going to play against 12 men in atletico right mm. so mm. they just have to play the way they always play and try to break yeah. them down the way they the way they are and and atletico atletico Correct. you could say is one of the most hardest teams to play in terms of mm, mm, the way they defend mm, and the way they 
make it tough for you to break them down, isn't mm. it? Mm. However, I I think I think all City fans, all City players, all Liverpool fans, all Liverpool players, they're confident in the fact that they can still go out, execute their mm. usual game plan, and get a result, isn't it? Yeah. But right now, yeah. the game plan that Man United's executing is not really getting any results, right? So mm. something needs mm. to change. Maybe some detail needs to be added there for the players to maybe take interest, right? And, and to yeah. and to and to get some motivation, you know, and to try. Mm maybe different things try something mm. that you know they maybe could work together as a unit better maybe mm. Or, mm. you know something that's going to make them feel that they mm. can take on the best teams in europe maybe they don't yeah. feel like they can get that with running but I can yeah the the, the 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 last question i want to ask you in the game there was that a foul on Farad? do you think do you think oh, man i i do you think if it was I, the I, other I, way around, it would have been called off, maybe? I think if it were to be the other way around and if it was a reverse, Old Trafford back stadium, the referee would have had a bit more um, pressure on him right. to, to, to let the goal stand. I think, I think when VAR showed the cameras, um, I mean, repeated the cameras and, and how the, the player, I can't remember who it was, was it uh, Madison? I think Madison scored the goal, but I think it was... Ian Nacho, I think he who got Veran. I can't remember, yeah. but it, the, the replay showed that he does drag his foot. But I mean, I think being a contact sport, a little bit hard done by to Leicester. I yeah. I would have thought that goal had a had a very good chance to stand. And you know, United really, you know, luck luck was showing there for them because. They, they were re- I thought they were really second best and I thought Leicester that if Tillemans was playing in his usual position not having to play in the Wilfred and Diddy role if uh, Vardy played I really think Leicester would have came back with three points and and the fact is with that disallowed goal even without the players I mentioned they could have very much came back with the three points but the fact that they got one point yeah. I think a bit hard done by I thought that there goal was should a have chance there I think by Rashford at the end which I think Alanga sort of tackled him yeah. got in the way yeah yeah. Mar- Marcus Marcus Rashford is he's just not in Manchester at the moment. I think he he really I don't know what what's happened to this player. Like this player used to be the shining bright light for Man United, but at the moment he really looks lost, lost of form, you know, lost of identity of the way he usually plays. It, it, it's it's not happening for him, which I hope that you know I, you know we don't know what's going on in the footballers' minds, but I I really duly hope that. He was not selected for England, also, isn't it? He wasn't selected, right? No, he was not. I think he was dropped. Yeah, so it's not. It's not looking good for him. Yeah, not looking good for him. So United, lots of problems, You know. Yeah. Lots and lots of problems. So we'll only have to wait and see. The only sort of, um, you know, um, light here that has done. I think United looking for possibly a new manager to enter next Mm. next season. Mm. So that will be discussed yep. definitely along the way if we here also get some news and I think we will definitely get to speak about it. But moving on, I guess, mm. to I think the two teams at the top of the table, uh, City and Liverpool, not much really to mention on the both of them. Yeah. I think yeah. both of them just got the job done. In terms Very good of job done, getting, yeah. Getting Business the, end. The win and also getting the clean sheet, I think, for both teams there. And I think for Liverpool as mm. well, I think there were chances by um, Watford, but mm. 
all in all, it was sort of a solid game, and there were not many yeah. mistakes yeah. there. I think an honourable mention in that Liverpool game goes out to Gomez as well, who came. Mm, he had a good game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It ended up assisting and Jota as well, man. Mm. What is a shot, man? Like him get so many headers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That, that that's one of the the myth busters that we all have. Yeah, to it's mind blowing, man. I mean, like <laughs> he's out jumping, like you know, centre backs twice his size. You know, do you think exactly. it's sort of a do you think he's, you know, um, harnessing a little bit of a classic Muller, you know, in terms of his attacking play and positioning? <laughs> a lot of his time, his he, positioning he, seems to be on point. You know? Yeah, definitely. He could be, but you know what? You were mentioning it in the previous game. See, with the way Jota is playing, the confidence he's having is just giving him that extra, that extra one feet or two feet to be yeah. able to jump higher than the rest because he is yeah. playing with, with, with full confidence. You know, you can actually see the spectrums between, like I was yeah. mentioning Rashford just now and, and, and Diego Jota. Diego Jota is so confident the way he's playing. And, it, and it's telling, how can how can a man of this height be, you know, out-jumping players who, you're right, you know, twice his size and so on and so forth. So, well done to Liverpool, well done to Jota. I thought they were they were professional. It was a very professional game by Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And 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 just, just to add a little bit, I know we started off, we, we spoke about the whole City-Liverpool game at, at, the, at the start of the show. Um, the, I, I was watching the overlap the other day and Jamie Carragher mentioned something about Liverpool. He said, he said that they've not been particularly excellent. And, and this is not a dick, but I, 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 in a way, I agree with him. There have been a couple of games, five, six games, Arsenal, Inter Milan, where, you know, you think that because their standards are so high, you know, we, 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 don't, we don't see that excellent performance like say from two to three seasons back or, or, or last season or, or no, well, two seasons back or so. But they're getting the job done, you know, and I think this is so very telling of a championship winning team. You're not playing up to that level, but you're getting the three points. You're just, you're, you know, you're being professional. You're getting the right. job done. And, yeah. and the first goal, the first goal was, was, was like a replica of that Watford had like a damn good chance at one end. Liverpool got the ball up. Joe Gomez, very good pass. And, you know, was it Mane who scored the goal? Was it? Oh, um, was for it? the first goal was Diego Jota. First goal. Right? Oh, Diego Jota, yeah. 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 Sorry. It was yeah. Gomez, so, who, Gomez who crossed it to Jota, really. And he oh, was yeah, the yeah. And the second one yeah. was Fabinho. Yeah. Yeah, so Liverpool were professional. Penalty. Yeah, professional game. Mm. Like, I guess, mm. I think the, the, the real question marks would be on Salah right now as he's gone, I think, mm. five games without scoring a goal, right? Mm. And I mm. honestly think Jota has been the saving grace for Liverpool in a lot of situations where Salah yeah. has not scored, you know? And I think yeah. that's all Liverpool fans want. I think they're not really concerned about I think the only person who's concerned about Salah and his best player in the world status is him. And he's the mm. only one who can affect that, really. I'm not too sure if yeah. the contract negotiations might have been on his mind. I definitely mm. think if he didn't have it sort of clouding over him this season, mm. I think he would be able to perform, I think, a lot more freely. I, th- I think I think Liverpool and Salah, I think, once uh, end of this saga, right? If right, right. That. But I think what's most important is that New players, other players in the team, players who are not mentioned as much as Mane, Salah, and Firmino, I think mm. they are mm. stepping up and 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 
putting in the shift and I think that's all that Klopp wants to see. I think Klopp wants to see the likes of Diaz and Jota, you know, push mm. those other players mm. as well, you know, the better players, you would say, when the team is not performing at its best, I mm. think, when the team is not as, you know, dangerous as they are on the counter. I think he wants yeah. to see those players take on the responsibility because you don't want a situation where it's Salah is the one who's scoring week in, week out. And if we go a mm. week or two without him scoring, the team ends up losing yeah. or drawing the game nil-nil, you know? So, mm. I mm. think what he wants to see is those players sort of step up and take responsibility as well, you know? And I think I think the whole squad is really mature. And I think goals could come from all over the pitch. I mean, you get Fabinho. All over the pitch, yeah. I think you get Fabinho, I think, scoring what? Six goals or seven goals already this season, just because mm. you know he's um he's up to taking the penalties. I think so. That itself, I think, is a plus point. Even with uh, Man City on that day, De Bruyne with the goal in the fifth minute, I think, I think mm. Burnley had a chance just before that. But City's first yeah. chance, they took it and De Bruyne scored. You know, and um yeah, I think it was uh, also a solid game by them. I think not many chances by Burnley. You know, yeah, yeah. During that match, I think both teams also will be looking ahead to the Champions League and sort of preparing for 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 that, right? Mm. Um, yeah. Aside from that, there was not really much on City's side. Just the fact that same lah, same old, missing, same old professional yeah, performance as well. Still missing Diaz, but it's not made much of a difference really. I think yeah, Aki yeah. came on, came in for Diaz. I mean, in that mm. last game, and did really well as well. He was decent, yeah. He was good, yeah. yeah. Decent. So, I think the mm. biggest test would be this weekend, for sure. And I think both teams mm. really be a good game, you know. Yeah, you know, for yeah. The even, you know. So, moving on, I think Al mentioned to me something that was quite interesting. He said one of the games he enjoyed this weekend was the Wolves and Aston Villa game. Mm. And <laughs> I think Aston Villa's third game, um, third, third, third game lost, you know, on the bounce. Yeah, and I think it's yep. interesting because I think Gerard came in and had a good run of form, good run of games, really. Some complicating mm. games, he got some good results and got them to a point where they're safe. So I think Aston Villa sort of they can secure their safety and think about securing their safety. But I think what they want is to move on to that next level, and that's what they're looking yep. for, Steven Gerard. And I think in terms of effort and commitment, you can definitely see that. But I felt on that day, did you think there were too many defensive mistakes? I felt the first two goals were like really avoidable. Yeah, the they first one even, especially. They weren't even great goals, Al. They were just like yeah. really avoidable goals. And even with mm. the young own goal, it just seemed like that that back line of Mings and Contra is not that solid. You know? Not as solid as mm. you would think. Because now that the mm. intensity has gone up, Al, it would start mm. to, you can tell, when a team increases its intensity, increases its energy, and it's trying to kick up a gear, right, and reach a next level, mm. certain players will be exposed, right? Especially yeah. when the the game reaches a higher level. Because with um, Dean Smith, a lot of times Aston Villa would um, play defensive tactics or sort of yeah. see the game out in a way... Resolute, la, they were resolute. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But now with Stevie there, I think what he's brought on there is this really high intensity match right mm, where he's a bit anything more attacking, can happen yeah, yeah anything can mm. happen that leaves a lot of space in behind that's where yeah. your defenders have to be solid your defenders have to be smart and your defenders mm. cannot make any mistakes right i mean you mm. see that with chelsea 
with the way they've defended so well this season. Yet some mistakes at that high level can can be really costly. Do you think mm. think there is a slight defensive issue that with Konza and Mings? You know. Um. Okay, if you're judging from the Aston Villa uh, Wolves game, of yeah. course I would think Konza Mings at many times could have done better. The first goal was right. It was a bit, you know, Steven Gerrard was was apparent. I mean, they didn't they didn't pan the camera to him, but the commentator mentioned. I remember that he was livid with the amount of time and space they gave to the Wolves forwards because the first I, I can't remember was it uh, was it, I think it was Odens I think who had who had a chance on goal but it was yeah. blocked. Odens was the one who went to Chao. Yeah, yeah, it was blocked. And then he went and to then... Johnny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Johnny Castro so, now. I thought he was Johnny Otto. Now he's Johnny Castro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and 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 you know that you can't afford that kind of time and space against Wolves, like, because Wolves are a very technical team. I think you know they are they they they're fun to watch. They 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 have some very good players. Moutinho had a really good game as well. I thought, and you know the the first goal again. If you're talking about Moutinho, his pass, the way it was not intercepted, that it, it was just defense calamity all over the pitch for that first goal. And I thought first half Wolves were were getting over easy into the Aston Villa backline. You know, second right. half Aston Villa were, were a little bit better, were a little bit better, and Ollie Watkins should have finished the chance that he had. Otherwise, he would have been two-two. Coutinho was a bit quiet. Um, John McGinn a bit quiet. Leon Bailey a bit quiet. Ashley Young scored, but on the wrong side of the pitch. So, you know, I think I think with Aston Villa at the moment, it's a rough patch. I think also new manager bounce has rubbed off a little bit already. So, but 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 I like to see them stick to the uh, to the usual style because it, it's a very progressive style that he's trying to bring in. Biondia, Douglas, Luis—they've got some really good young players. To be very honest with you, so you know I think the defense could be helped a little bit. I think Tyron Mings usually is very resolute. You know, he's been called up to England and also, you know, he's been having a good season from last season, I thought. But it's been a rough patch for, for Aston Villa. And I think once this guy's Oli Watkins, Coutinho, they all start firing again, then of course Villa will be up there. But Wolves were really good on the day. And I thought for large parts of the games, especially the second half, it was very much a basketball game, end-to-end stuff. And... Villa were a little bit more pushing out the, to the envelope, trying to get a goal. But you know, he, here's another stat that I that I saw on, during that game. Do you know how many Portuguese players are that were there in the whole starting team, including the lineup and the subs? There were, I think, it was nine Portuguese players. I think, if I'm not mistaken, wow. In, in, wow. in the Wolves team. You know, almost you can call them Portugal B team already. You know, and Ruben <laughs> Neves wasn't even playing. Yeah. <laughs> so so, so um, yeah, up, you know, well done, Wolves. Trincao uh, is Spanish. Oh, he's Portuguese as well. He's Portuguese so as Trincao, well. The whole front three, dude. Yeah, Trincao, Podens, Silva, Motinho. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Jose Sa. The keeper, Jose Sa. And then Sa. you have yeah. Neto, Chiquinho, Semedo. Um, is Gomez as well? Uh, Totti Gomez. No, yeah, Portuguese Semedo, player, so. Totti. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Ruben Neves wasn't playing. Yeah, Ruben <laughs> Neves wasn't playing, right? Yeah, he wasn't playing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's interesting, man. That's interesting. Mm. I, think, mm. I think 
I think it's good also for the group. Yeah. I, I sort of I sort of like Portuguese players in their style. Mm. You know, mm. and I think Portugal has a whole host of really young players that that, that yeah look they quite do. Yeah. interesting. You know, I mean, even if you look at Sporting this season, with the likes of Goncalves, you know, you look at mm. Rafa at Benfica, you know, you yeah. look at um. Porto and you see Otavio and a few of the yeah, players. Yeah, Jao Felix is another yeah, one. Yeah. Felix, yeah. Mm. There's a lot of highly rated Portuguese players and even the Portuguese mm. national team looks like really spot for options, you know, at the moment. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. you see Gallo Guedes as well, Guedes as well, you know, from, from the La Liga. And, um, yeah, I mean, many talents mm. there that could shine through and it's interesting to see that. Mm. I think it was a really good game for the neutrals as well because Bruno Lage, you know, I think he's had a really good start to the season, if I would say. Really, I mean, he's just below Manchester yeah, yes. right now, right? Two mm. points away from United, obviously, with United having a game in hand. But right mm. now, you know, I think he's done the best he could, I think, with those two teams. You know, mm. I, mean, with, I mean, with this team, with this Wolves team, and I think... Um, more to more to come from Wolves. I think it'd be interesting to see how they do next season because they always seem just short of that next level, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So aside from that, I think good game for the neutrals, like 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 Al mentioned. I think the other match that was um worthy to mention here was obviously Spurs with that big win at Newcastle. Yeah, big win for them. Mm. Yeah, I think it was a good game all around from Spurs. A lot of goals from their defenders. I think Doherty Davis mm. and Everson Royal as well with a goal. Yep, yep. And I think right now Newcastle should be looking to get as many points as they can. But no way Conte was gonna let let Spurs lose to Newcastle. That was not no I don't think that was an option for anybody. <laughs> but, definitely, um, definitely. Conte doesn't want to lose to his yeah, next club. Lah. I think we'll end sort of with the West Ham and Everton game now. You know, mm, mm. Because I don't know that game. I think on the balance of play, it looked like West Ham had the better chances, right? And um, yeah, they, they did. Missing all their chances, right? West Ham until who was it that scored? I think it was Bowen. Oh, no, it was Cresswell. Jared Bowen. Yeah, it was Cresswell. Yeah. scored the free kick first, and I think that was a great. Yes, kick. yes, yes. Correct. The free and kick. And then Holgate with the equalizer. Holgate. Right? Yep. Uh, the 53rd minute and it looked like mm. there was a chance as well for Richarlison there which he missed you know and mm. it was one-on-one he missed mm. but then but then it was it will be who gave the ball away again you know for the second goal and then um, yeah. there was a little bit of a diff- I think the keeper saved it at first and then Bowen sort of swept in and then Bowen tucked it in yeah yeah, yeah. So the, the rebound right he scored on the rebound so it was Antonio who was one-on-one with the keeper Keeper saved it, mm. and then Bowen with the rebound. It just looks like, and um, Everton with another red card, two yellow cards for Michael Keane on that match. Just looks, yeah. like, and th- this was with Calvert Lewin, Demara Gray, and Richarlison starting on a day. Seems mm. like there's a little bit of an issue here with Everton. You know, it's quite. They just can't seem to get any results, huh? Even with Lampard there. Now I I've got to ask you lah. Do you think Everton will go down? I, I genuinely do. My uncle is going to be pretty mad, by the way, because um, he's an Everton fan. He's an Everton fan? So I've been giving him shit for his whole life, basically. And <laughs> it's come to a point with Everton fans where you can't really give them shit. You sort of feel sorry for them, you know? 
Yeah, I know. They were sort of challenging. But going on, they're a big club. Yeah, when you they were sort of challenging, you know, sort of top ten, flirting with maybe top five in a way. Mm. You know, I could give my uncle a lot of shit, but right now I have mm. tremendous amount of concern for him. You know, so mm. Mm. I think it would get really emotional if I mentioned Everton. So I wouldn't, right? <laughs> but <laughs> I I don't think I've ever seen Everton in this position in my time. You know, I mean, obviously Ever- the title winning team. Everton team was uh, before my time, and I never really got to see Everton in their heights. But yeah, there's not look too. Obviously, Everton have got two games in hand, so they are twenty eight right now. And two games mm. would, let's say, if they win these two games in hand, that would bring them up to thirty one points, which which would be level with Newcastle. Right, which is not entirely safe as well, to be honest with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I, it, it I does do look dangerous, think, I do still think it could be Watford, Burnley, mm. and um, Norwich going down. I I do mm. think it will stay the way it is right now, but mm. I I do think Everton and Leeds are in danger. Definitely, Everton, Leeds, mm. and Newcastle are in danger. No, mean, they've I got think, to get the wins, lah. Yeah, they just got, got to get, get the wins. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They've got to get some sort of results there because that seventeen mm. losses, it's not look good, lah. I have to say. Yeah, it's not ideal. Playing Man United next. Yeah, so they're the team with the third most losses in the league this season, right? So with Watford and Norwich at twenty losses and Everton at seventeen losses, that that would have really hurt them, you know, in that way. Mm. Because even mm. Burnley has lost thirteen times and drawn twelve times. That's why they're at that position. So, you know, there could be a late push from Burnley because right now in that bottom four, right now, Everton and Burnley at twenty eight point. I mean, um, twenty eight matches, right? So they've got sort of yep. three games in hand right now, going by the league. So. A lot could change, and if let's say Burnley picks up the the points, more points than Everton in this, in the next three games, or in the three games in hand that they have, it could be quite interesting. So, mm. yeah, I don't know. I think it's too early to call a wager on it just yet, but I guess we will see in time to come. Mm. I think I think they've got to sort out their defensive issues. I think I still think the forwards. Are good enough to get the goals, you know. Richarlison is good enough. Calvert Lewin, I think he, you know, I, I I I do rate him. I think that he is one of those classic number nines, you know. But I think that the midfield and and your defense, especially Michael Keane, Jordan Pickford, sometimes the goals that they just let in, uh, it's it's too simplistic, like, And a club like yeah. Everton should not be should not be giving out easy goals like that. You know, they are a big club. With history, of course, they've not won in a long time. But Everton going down, I think, would be would be a huge disappointment for the fans. I think, I think so. But but they've got to sort it out. I think we've been seeing I, Michael Keane. I think I've I've seen him giving away silly fouls and yeah. defensive errors. It was the story of the season for them, la. So yeah, he, th- th- that's the other thing that the forwards got to start firing up, la. And I think Everton, I, I you know, they have the quality. I think they have the quality to just nick it, you know, not to fall into the relegation zone. But you're right, lah. It doesn't look good at the moment. Of course, they have a game in hand, so we'll have to wait and see, lah. Understood, understood. So I guess that's all we have time for today. Uh, we will be back again with another episode next week. So that's me from 
I'll enjoy. Take care, guys. Thank you. All right, guys. See you all soon. Ciao. Take Ciao. care. Okay, we're done. Recording done. Hey.